Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Not much. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy oh, Hanukkah. Man, Merry Christmas. You gave me a lump of coal this week, you son of a bitch. Oh, I, should, I should do the intro, right? Yeah, we should do the intro. Welcome to PG Rated, the podcast where my co-host and I try to get each other to hate the movies we make them watch and each other. Uh, I am Paul, and as always, with me, Gabe, that son of a bitch. So what's going on, uh, man? Uh, I just want a fair warning. I'm waiting in the gro- uh, grocery store parking lot for my grandparents. So any minute now, two little old Ecuadorian people are probably going to be like yelling in Spanish in the back. So I'm going to have to tell them and explain to them what a podcast is. <laughs> so you're in a car and I'm in a car. So this is almost like Grizz in his car driving home, except a superior podcast. I would say, I would say a superior podcast, but definitely a podcast that you know, spun off of Grizz. He is the uh, DDP of podcasts. Yeah, he is our he is our podcast yogi. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to go first, or should I? Uh, you had the shittier movie. I think I went first last week. Uh, what What did I make you? You go first. You go first. What did I make you watch? You made me watch the Christmas Chronicles, which is a Kurt Russell vehicle. That's right. I was trying to be in the uh, Christmas spirit. Yeah. So, basically, it's a Netflix original movie. It starts off just like every Netflix original movie, or every Christmas movie. Uh, Happy Family. The first, it shows, like, home videos, and it starts in 2006. I'm looking at myself, and I'm like, holy shit, 2006 is considered a period piece now. Yeah. Yeah, we're old. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, it starts off normal. Guess who the mom is in this? I, the only person I know in the cast, I'm pretty sure, is Kurt Russell. Well, the mom is Marie from Breaking Bad. Oh, Jesus Christ, she's the worst. Yeah, so I was just watching there, and I'm just thinking, like, where are fucking Hank's minerals? Where are Hank's minerals? This, this is what happened after Hank died. She, <laughs> yeah, she, she remarried, she, really and she had a happy Christmas. family. Well, she got married to uh, a firefighter. And lo and behold, there's a fire one day. Oh, no. And the firefighter died. Ah. So now he, she has two kids. One kid is like a teenager, Teddy, who is going a little, like, wayward. And he starts stealing cars. And he's really bad. And then he has another girl who I can't remember her name, but it was something annoying. Uh, this family lives in Lowell, Massachusetts, by the way. I've been to Lowell. Lowell is a very interesting town. It's, uh... Some would say not the classiest of places. Uh, I did go to bars there and once saw a woman just straight out pee in the streets. Well, so, you know, was there a bush or something? No, she was just like in the middle of the street. <laughs> so, so that's, so, that's a classy individual. That's the setting of this movie for about 10 minutes. Uh, so... The kids are fighting or whatever. The little girl says, you need to, like, stay here for Christmas with me. This kid's trying to go out on Christmas Eve with his friends like an a-hole. Everyone knows that's family time. And then, lo and behold, Marie, she's the typical single mom job of a nurse. So she has to go work on Christmas. Hey, as someone that has to work on Christmas, I get it. Yeah, but she's a nerd. Yeah, I get it. But like, it was like last minute, and she didn't really have to. She just decided to do it to get more money. Um. 
So she goes, whatever. The kids are there. They're, like, fighting. And then the girl is, like, looking at back at, like, home videos. And she notices a distinct red sleeve putting a present really fast in the videotape. Wait, 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 wait. This is, this, is, this is the daughter that sees this? Yeah. She surmises. And these aren't children, right? These are, like, teenagers. Uh, the one girl's, like, I don't know, like, 11. She looks like a fake uh, Abigail Breslin. Okay. Yeah, she looks like that, but like a low-rent one. So this movie uh, is telling us that Santa is real and, like, parents don't have to buy gifts? Or that the parents still buy gifts? I'm, I'm confused as to Santa being real in this world. I, I said the same thing. I had no idea. Like, that's the problem with these Christmas movies where they posit that Santa is real. Yeah. Because the parents don't believe in Santa yet they're okay with just magical presents showing up with no, like, do they yeah, just Yeah, like, think, oh, who the, who's, I'd be like, well, who bought this shit? I'm a single mother. Yeah. So, that's what I was, like, confused about. Anyway, she pauses that it's Santa, she convinces her brother, and they eat a bunch of junk food and shit like that. Like, this movie is, like, you know, it's, it's just, like, there's, like, weird, like, candies, like, milk duds and, like, movie theater candies. That, like, no one eats at home. They only eat at the movie theaters. Like, who eats a bunch of crunch when they're at their house? These kids do, apparently. I've never, I've never once. Never once. I've never once seen bunch of crunch outside of a movie theater. That's like those cookie dough bites. I didn't. I don't think you can buy them anywhere besides the movie theater either. Or the dollar store right outside of a movie theater. Yeah. Like, within a mile. Yeah, but nobody eats them at home. No. So this movie is positing that these kids are doing that, and they're waiting for Santa... So they set up these elaborate, like, you know, these elaborate traps everywhere. They make a Ghost Hunters International, like, uh, joke where she puts, like, flour on the, like, the chimney so that Santa's footprints are there. So, no, not, so not snow? Traps. What? Not snow. Well, snow would melt, dude. Okay. Come on, man. You gotta, you gotta think. I, they should have put, like, glitter or whatever, but they didn't. They're dumb. So, Santa comes in. Santa's super fast. He's like a... He looks like... It's like a huge blur. And it kind of looks like Knuckles from Sonic. <laughs> like, he's just moving around, like, really quick. It's just a red blur. So, like, they capture him on camera. They go outside. They see the reindeer. This girl... Santa's, like, play is right next to, like, a giant pole. This girl decides to <coughs> climb up this pole slowly but surely, and then jump into the sleigh. And her brother does the same. And then, lo and behold, St. Nick himself, Mr. Kurt Russell, Mr. Snake Plissken shows up. And he, he just takes them off. So they're, like, hiding in the sleigh, videotaping this the whole time. This is, like, found footage bullshit. And they're going off, and all of a sudden, they pop up and they ask Santa for the girl's cold and she goes, Santa, do you have a blanket? Kurt Russell has a fucking conniption and like almost crashes them. <clears throat> this is how you find out the, how the sleigh works. Apparently, the sleigh uses wormholes to get around. What? Santa has wormhole wormhole technology. S- is Santa an alien? I don't know, but I'm waiting for the Neil deGrasse Tyson treats, uh, tweets, but they'll never uh, come unfor- now. Unfor- never, never come. Unfortunately, those won't come. 
because nope. Yeah, he he was sexually harassing women. They sent him away. He's not coming back. No, he's somewhere out there, lost in space. Yeah, he's hanging out on the island with Kevin Spacey. Yeah, he, uh, he's he's on Me Too Island with with Kevin Spacey and who else got Me Too? Lots of people. Harvey Weinstein. Oh, that guy's like the mayor of the Me Too Island. <laughs> he lives. Harvey Weinstein lives in the mountaintop in, in Me Too Island. Yeah, and, they, and Bill Cosby lives in the swamps, like the blind swamp dweller he is. Uh, oh, that's mean. He is blind. Uh, so, Santa, like, shows them the wormhole. They're all freaking out. The sleigh breaks apart. Like, a, it kind of reminded me a little of Con Air, because the sleigh, like, breaks apart, and it's going crazy. There's, like, crazy contraptions or whatever. Santa crashes the sleigh. He loses his hat. And they crash in Chicago. For what reason? I don't know. Why Chicago? Because every Christmas movie, I guess, has to take place in Chicago. So, they're in Chicago. Santa's, like, trying to explain to them that we need to do... We need to get my bag of toys. We need to find the reindeer. If not, I only have this much time in Christmas left. Uh, Christmas spirit is going down to 70%. He's like, if I don't get the Christmas spirit up again... If it goes below 25, something bad will happen. So this is like, it's like speed. You can't get Christmas spirit below 25 miles an hour. Yeah. So they asked him, Santa, what was the last time Christmas spirit went down? What happened? And he's like, oh, I don't know. So a little something called the Dark Ages. What? <laughs> what? What? So apparently, because Santa didn't deliver his presents one year... Back in like twelve something, or, or like the eleven hundreds, everyone didn't get their toys, so they all freaked out and decided to create the Dark Ages. <laughs> so like, I'm guessing until the Hun didn't get like a toy or whatever, and he decided to conquer the Western world. I'm I'm fucking still. Santa always had wormhole technology, even in the Dark Ages. I I don't know. I don't know if he like was only covering Europe at that time or whatever, but Santa has wormhole technology. It's crazy. It looks like uh, Aurora Borealis, and then there's, like, different landmarks. So, like, if he wants to go to Paris, he'll see, like, a magical tower, and he'll go there. It's crazy. So, they're, like, trying to find uh, the bag of toys and the reindeer. Uh, they go to this bar and grill, and Santa has the unique ability where he's able to remember everyone and he knows everyone, right? So, Kurt Russell is, like, talking to this woman. Honestly, it kind of sounded like Kurt Russell is playing a little bit of game on this woman. But he's dressed he's like, like Santa. Oh. Yeah, but he's like, hey, Amy, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Ugh. Like, talking to her or whatever. And she, like, believes him. And then he starts talking to a bunch of other people, like, trying to get them to get, uh, trying to get them to get him, uh a ride into Chicago because I guess he was on the outskirts. You know who he, he needed like, to run into, everyone. right? Oh, he needed to run into Jan- John Candy. John Candy will get you a Christmas in Chicago every to, time. He needed to run into John Candy, offer to blow him and his ba- his polka band in the back of that budget van, and he would have gone to Chicago. Yeah. If you have a winter holiday, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, John Candy will get you to Chicago in time. 
that's what every movie has taught me, every holiday movie, whether it's Uncle Buck, whether it's Trains, Planes, and Automobile, or Home Alone, where he he does get blown by, by his mother. <laughs> that's, right? the only, yeah, that, that's the only reason <laughs> that scenario that's works. That's the only reason why he brought her in, right? She was po- she she was the polka band that night. Oh man, she played a polka. Uh, she was uh, she played better than Weird Al that night. Yeah, um, they treated her like an accordion, <laughs> like a tuba. Uh, she was blowing a bunch of tubas that night. So, like a bunch of shit happened. Kurt Russell's like talking to a bunch of people. He sees this one guy who identifies. And he's like, you wanted a Mickey Mantle mint condition car from 1955, right? He's like, you still driving that Porsche? I want to trade you the Porsche for this car. And he brings out this car that is apparently worth a shitload of money. And this guy's ready to do it. He's ready to make the trade, which I don't think is like that bad of a trade, honestly. Yeah. But his wife freaks out. She's like, you're not doing the Porsche? And she rips the car in half. And this guy files for divorce that night. Without a doubt. <laughs> what now? If Santa could move really fast, why doesn't he just move really fast to Chicago? I'm glad you asked that, Paul. He cannot do that because he lost his hat, and <laughs> he made it. A, he made a point to say that Mrs. Claus always said he should bring a spare, and he did not. So all of his hats have magical powers. Yeah, his hats have magical powers okay. apparently, and apparently, this is like a throwaway line. Apparently, his elves can make cars. Like real automobiles. Yeah, well, they make the Lexuses with the big bows on them. Yeah, apparently. So, <laughs> there is a product placement in this movie. There's a car in his stack later on in the movie. Of course, there is. So, uh, Santa's like going to all these people in the restaurant, talking to them. He sees this Korean, these Korean people, and he starts speaking to them in Korean, perfect Korean. And they're like, no, sorry, Santa, we can't help you in Korean. Then he goes up to these, uh, I believe they were Indian or Pakistani, and he speaks to them in Urdu, I believe. And the man quaintly says, listen, you racist, I speak English. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a funny joke. (laughs) Which made me laugh really, really hard. Then, like, the bartender's going crazy. Apparently, he's a bad guy who stole a car. He threatens to beat up Santa. Santa, like, trips him. And then they go out and re-steal, using the kit, car-stealing technique, to steal the car. So they're driving or whatever, the police get on Santa's tail, and there's a big chase all throughout Chicago. Finally, they pull over, Santa gets arrested, the kids escape on a herd of reindeer, which ends up, they fly away, only one of the police officers sees it, the other one doesn't. And... They fly away, whatever. Then you just follow these kids for a little bit. Like, they're looking for Santa's sack because it's filled with an elf. Apparently, the sack is the portal to the North Pole. So they find in this... Every time that Kurt Russell's not on the screen, I want to, like, kill myself. Because it's so boring. Kurt Russell is the only good part of this movie. Yeah, of course he is. Kurt Russell's the best part of any movie Kurt Russell's in. Yeah, I, it's like... I just wanted him to be ego and, like, eat this whole planet. Like, it was horrible. So, then, like, they find the sack. 
Uh, the little girl falls into the sack until the community police pulls from the prison looking for these elves. The kid is trying to bring the sack with him when he's accosted by a multiracial gang in Chicago that take him to like the Russian mafia. <laughs> I, I shit you not, this happens in this movie. This movie has Santa stealing a car and the Russian mob. Yeah. All right. What? Please. And then, please tell me that the leader of the Russian well, mob was Teddy KGB. No, I wish though. They they had a missed opportunity, but it was like one of those guys that always plays. Oh my god, my grandmother's here. Grandma, I'm recording a show with my friends right now, so please be quiet when you come in. <laughs> This is the funniest fucking part of the show right now. We can, we can, I, I can call you back when you're done. Yeah, can you call me back in a little bit? Yeah, man. You text me. You let me know. We'll, we'll continue uh, right after this. Okay, bye. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. So, uh, last we spoke, you were telling me how the kids had to be rescued from the Russian mob. Well, last we spoke, we had an impromptu guest star. Yes, your grandmother was there. I'm glad. I hope she enjoyed her time on the podcast. Well, I don't think she really knows what a podcast is. I told her it was an internet show, an internet radio show. And she probably looked at you like you're nuts. Well, she thinks I'm on the radio. She thinks I'm, like, on NPR right now. Oh, wow. This this, this could certainly not be on NPR. We are not classy enough for NPR. No, not at all. So, where was I? Uh... Teddy KGB uh, and the kid. Okay, so these kids are horrible actors, by the way. It's like the worst. Anytime Kurt Russell's not on screen, I'm just really upset. So the little girl's going in. She falls into the North Pole and finds the elves, which are nightmarish creatures, by the way. <laughs> they look are they, like... Are they like giant elves or are they tiny little elves? No, they don't do the, they don't do the like dwarves are actually giants thing. Like Peter Dinklage. Okay. Uh, they do the uh, elves look like little squirrels, kind of. Oh. Are they, they CGI? Have little... Yeah, they're all CGI. Oh, that's frightening. They're all like little, they all look like little squirrels with little tails, and they all speak Scandinavian. <laughs> okay. Because that's where elves are from. Elves are from Iceland, if you didn't know, from Scandinavia. Oh, yeah, no, I'm in. I'm in on this. That's okay. I, I, can, I can accept that. I liked it, actually, because I was like, they're being true to elvish, like, history. They're not whitewashing it. Uh, like like Elvis did with... Never mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was bad. So, she finds the elves. The elves attack her, and they're, like, about to, like, you know, they tie her up, and they're like, what is oh, this? What I'm is sorry, this? The, the elves attack her. Yeah. Okay. And she talks to them. They're speaking in their weird language. You know, they all sound like Swedish chefs from Sesame Street. Uh, second, yeah, second, second time in three episodes, we've brought up the Swedish chef. He might be like MVP. Swedish, uh, Swedish chef is clearly our favorite Muppet. I, he's second favorite for me. Sweden. He's, he's the official Muppet of the of the PG rated podcast. Well, Sweetums is my favorite, but. <laughs> So the elves are like, oh, she's a true believer, which is a thing. Apparently, true believers are like people that really believe in Santa Claus. And uh-huh. Santa has a book where he tracks all the people that truly believe in him. And apparently, it's a bloodline thing. 
and she's on this book. She sees her family tree, and everybody in her family believes in Santa. It's like it's like brother. the Da Vinci Code, except do you think the real? Do you think this is also the same bloodline of Jesus? Yeah, I, I believe I believe it's Mary Magdalene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Well, that I would want make this sense. movie to cross over with those Da Vinci Code books now. That would be a Christmas movie. W- would it? Yeah, because Jesus was born on Christmas. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can rewrite this. Oh, uh, I just need Tom Hanks running around with Kurt Russell. What was the name of this movie again? The Christmas Chronicles? Christmas Chronicles, but literally... It's, not, it's, one, it's one long movie. Yeah, it's one long movie. It's not so a bunch no, of movies. There's no Chronicles. No, not at all. Okay. So... I just want to ignore what the kids are doing. The kids find the elves. The elves help them. But the meanwhile, elves... Santa's in jail. Yeah, Santa's in jail. We're going to get to that because that's a long time and the best part of the movie. The kids are the kids um, get help from the elves. Uh, the elves come out and attack the Russian mafia and the gang. And the elves like attack all these people. They're crazy little goblins. They see the brother, but they don't know it's the brother. So they attack him. And one elf comes out with a freaking chainsaw and is ready to amputate this kid's arm. And they're like, no, 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 no. He's a true believer, too. He's a true believer, too. And the elf goes, oh, I never have any fun, but in Swedish. So the elves are murderous. Yeah, basically. It's strongly implied that elves murder people. Now, are these like Oompa Loompa scenario? Like, you know, the Oompa Loompas... They weren't directly responsible with, for murder, but they were okay with it. But, like, no, elders, they want like, to murder. They're straight up killing people. Okay. And one of the elves' names, I couldn't remember all the elves' names, but I remember one specifically. His name was Lars, which I thought was really, really funny for some reason. Okay. Lars the elf. Because I kept on thinking of Lars from Heavyweights. My name is Laz, and I'm from very, very far away. Do to it, Laz. <laughs> Do it to it, Laz. So, we cut back to Santa. Santa is in prison. He's in an interrogation room. One of the officers that arrests him is, like, trying to get him. Santa starts pulling out things from his coat. He starts pulling out toys that the, the cop wanted back in, like, the 1970s when he was a little kid. Every toy that he wanted, Santa pulls out. And then Santa goes... I know what you want for this Christmas. You want your ex-wife to call you back and fix things. She misses you, like Carl. I can't remember his name. I think it's Carl. I might be thinking of Carl Winslow. <laughs> oh, this movie needs a Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah, I mean, there was... The, the two police officers are African-American. So, like, I was like, Reginald Vell Johnson should have been, like, the chief. It would have been great. <laughs> yeah, he's finally but- moved up. Although I don't think he could ever be a chief because he did shoot that kid when that kid brought out a plastic gun. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's a bad storyline. Like, he should not have been on the force. Well, that's why they sent him over to, that's why they sent him to Los Angeles where he restarted. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So Santa's in jail and Santa is like trying to convince this guy to let him out. He doesn't believe him. He thinks Santa's like a hacker or whatever. But like Santa's like, no, your ex-wife loves you. He's like, how do you know about my ex-wife? And Santa's like giving relationship advice. Apparently Santa knows what everybody wants for Christmas, no matter what it is. So, uh, Again, I still don't understand how this world works. If people don't, how can people not really believe in Santa if magical gifts are just show up at their door? I don't know. So Santa's in the prison, right? 
and he's there in prison and he's like, oh, the, the Christmas spirit is going low. We need to bring it up. I know some Christmas carols. And because he's in Chicago, Santa decides to start a blues band like the Blues Brothers. Yeah. And no, it's actually pretty great because do you know who's in that cell with him? Tell me it's Dan Aykroyd. No, Silvio Dante. <laughs> Even Van Sant himself. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. That's good. That's good. Now, I would have I would have really enjoyed Dan Aykroyd being in that cell, I'm not gonna lie. No, he plays a guy named Wolfie and he starts shredding on a guitar. And then he part pulling out a piano. He pulls out like instruments. The ladies that are a bunch of prostitutes turn into like backup singers. And one of the backup singers who's just playing a tambourine is Gabriella Dante, Silvio's wife, who is wow. So this is this is almost a Sopranos. Who is right? Stephen Van Zandt's real life wife? I went and yeah, I was gonna say that's how she was on the. Sh- that's why she was on the show. She was she was the real she was his real wife. Yeah, I went on a real like Stephen Van Zandt like. Wikipedia hole oh, on this one. Yeah. Oh man, this movie. I I'm glad that I, even if this movie wasn't that bad, it cost you hours of time in a weird rabbit hole on the internet. Yeah. So I was so excited to see Silvio Dante just shredding on a good blues guitar, and Santa's going crazy. There's lights. All the police officers are dancing and singing, and finally, this police officer realizes that Santa is real, and he's like, "I'll let you out." And Santa's like, oh, that's great. So he unlocks the cage, the cage, the cell. And as he does that, one of the elves comes out. Everybody sees this elf and, like, starts shitting themselves. Because I would, too, because this is not a real creature. Yeah, it's a CGI squirrel, man. Yeah. So I might have puked. (laughs) In real life, I think I would have just ended it. Honestly, (laughs) everything in my life that I would have known. Yeah, on top of it, it's murderous. Yeah. I would have been like, nothing in life makes sense anymore. I would have just like killed myself because I know that magic is real, which means that there's some giant force out there that could have like stopped a lot of horrible shit from happening, uh, but didn't do it. I guess Santa missed a few deliveries around 1945 because there was something real bad that happened then. I guess there wasn't enough Christmas spirit at that yeah, time. Yeah. He, he he almost made it to everyone, but uh, he missed just a couple. He missed a, a couple in Germany. He missed a few houses in Austria around the yeah. 1920s. Yeah, and that caused a big problem. There was a there was a few paintbrushes and art sets that never got to someone. <laughs> well, he eventually got some watercolors, and oh boy, did he paint some stupid shit. Well, he paints up a lot of... We're not going to... We're very anti that guy on this podcast, so we're not going to name him. But I'm pretty sure. Oh, he, he he's like Voldemort. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure everybody knows who we're talking about. Do we think we can bring him back if we talk about it? I don't know, but uh... <laughs> you don't want to take that chance. I don't want to take that chance unless he comes back with like a painting of like of the German Shepherd from the Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. That's fine. That's fine. I... So the elf comes down. And then Santa gives Santa his hat, and Santa literally turns into dust. I thought Thanos was in this movie. Like, he turns into dust and, like, flies away. He gets on the, he gets on the sleigh, and he's like, oh, we got it. We can do it. We can do it. I got my sleigh. The elves fixed his sleigh. He has his toys. He has his hat. He has his reindeer. Everything's ready to go. 
And he's like, oh, there's not enough time. But wait, maybe if we work together, we can do it. So he brings two little kids with him that don't know anything about anything um, to go across the world to deliver presents. And it's like really stupid. Uh, they go to San Francisco. They go all over the Northern, North America. There's a sequence here because I want you to know this. Santa's very adamant that he's not fat. Santa's very adamant that he works out a lot, which is Kurt Russell. It's Jack Burton. I understand. Like, I but is he fat? No, he's not. Okay. But he gets, he has like body dysmorphia because like he thinks he's fat because all he sees is like images of him as fat. So I, I want a, a scene in this movie where Santa eats something and then excuses himself and goes to the bathroom. And starts it almost happens actually. So, so like Santa like decides to bring these kids. These kids are handing him presents. Uh, they get to San Francisco. They realize they don't have enough time. So they bring in the elves and the elves come in like paratroopers down delivering presents. And the little girl is like, giving out presents, looking at the list, and she develops the skill to speak Elvish, which is Swedish. Well, she's a true believer. Yeah, which is cr- well, of course, right? She's not a Mary Sue or anything. Nah. So, she does that. And- Speaking of people that brought the term Mary Sue into my life, that's not somebody, that's he who shall not be named. I don't want him. That guy's on Me Too Island, too. <laughs> okay. Me Too Island, so this podcast has established Swedish Chef is our favorite. Uh, there's an island out there just filled with sexual harassers. And, yeah, just sexual abuse. And uh, certain atrocities um, that happened you know. in 1945 Germany, 1942 to 1945 Germany, happened because Santa didn't deliver a watercolor set in time. All, all uh, well, according to Santa, he prevented the Dark Ages. So, I, I guess, like, if they didn't give the presents in time, I guess ISIS was going to get, like, even more out of control. Like, I don't understand this. So, uh, also, this movie, po- this, no, this movie posits that everybody on Earth is a Christian. Yeah. That's what it posits. Like, everybody believes in Christmas. Wow, well, well, they don't cover... I think maybe it's only the there's Christian only like believers. one kind of religious thing here where they pass by a church and the kid like tells his sister I haven't been in the church since dad cried died. I didn't pay attention since dad died. Dad I didn't pay attention because like at this point Kurt Russell's not on the screen. I don't care. So back to like yeah. before you finish. Before you finish, what are the chances? That at the end of this movie is one of these kids wake up and it's the girl or something and it's like a Jacob Ladder it, scenario. It's very close. <laughs> so okay, okay. So they deliver the presents and then Santa's checking his twist, his list twice, and then he sees one of the fat chubby elves had some candy cane in the middle, so it's all stuck, and he misses one little girl in Mexico City. So they have to warp hole to Mexico City. He flies down the chimney. He gets in. And Santa decides that he wants a nice little concha, which is a Mexican uh, cookie, which they're pretty delicious. And he's eating it, and this little girl comes in, and she starts yelling in Spanish, Santa Claus is here! Santa Claus is here! And Santa goes, he shushes her and disappears into dust. He Thanos himself. So, 
then he drops the kids off at like ha- at the house. He gives his hat to uh, the kid, the the son for like a job well done. You're a true believer now. And Santa leaves. The girl's like, oh, the videotape, because this whole time she's videotaping everything. Turns out Santa has a little sleight of hand. He's a little Chris Angel street magic because he like steals the he steals the tape while no one's looking. Then uh, like okay the mom comes back and they have like a like a reunion, like, oh my god, you guys are like getting along together. Dad would be so proud. They get into the house, the house is completely spotless decorated for christmas and there's magical presents on the before which the mother doesn't understand why they're there and she doesn't say anything like i i understand where you're coming from like i don't understand why these people are not like where are these presents coming from like how could they not be believing santa claus so turns out the son was a true believer the whole time because he did write a, a letter to santa claus saying Santa, what I would really like is to be able to see my dad one last time and be able to talk to him. So he's asking Santa to, like, resurrect his father. Yeah, well, even the genie Well, Santa goes, I... Sorry, Teddy. I don't have the power to do that because he's not Jesus Christ. (laughs) He's not bringing, like, Lazarus here. And I don't think Kurt Russell's, like, you know, taking a a corpse over in his sleigh to the pet cemetery and putting it in there. Sometimes dead is better. But Santa decides like, oh, no, but I have something better. And he gives him this old ornament. So the kid puts the ornament on and the ornament has the reflection of the kid, which slowly transforms into the reflection of the father. Well, that's fucking... And that's, that's the end. a weird gift. Oh, not the end. Because... Well, that's the end. That maybe he becomes the fucking father, and the kid no longer well, exists. Holy shit! Santa actually, that's not the end. Because the real magic. ending is Santa's there with his elves, and he's like, "Good job, everybody." Oh, by the way, I almost forgot this part. Turns out Santa didn't need his hat to turn into dust the whole time. That was all bullshit. So he did this whole thing so the kids could get together. Like this was a whole elaborate thing. <sighs> So he risked he risked us going into the yeah. dark ages for these two fucking kids. Because I well, don't, don't want to say anything, but he almost ruined a little Mexican girl's Christmas to make sure that two white kids from Lowell, Massachusetts, had the best Christmas ever and didn't argue. And one kid who stole cars and didn't get arrested, which I'm pretty sure if he was a black kid, that kid would have been killed in the streets instantly, or a minority like myself. Um. I mean, it's okay to ruin a little Mexican girl's Christmas. Uh, okay. Yeah, Santa comes in with tear gas. The me- the- <laughs> Santa, Santa gives him oh, a bunch man, of steel slats. Oh, man, that poor little girl. But then... Yeah. Well, she's part of that Mexican <sighs> horde that's coming to take her At out. the end, Santa's like there, and his wife comes in. Mrs. Claus, and she's like, did you bring a spare hat? And he's like, no, I did not. You know, a Kurt Russell voice. Do you know who's Mrs. Claus? Yelp. Mm, Goldie Hawn. Yeah. It was pretty was, awesome. Super predictable. Uh, super predictable. All right. So, did you enjoy I the movie? I liked it because I like Kurt Russell. Like, I love, you know, I love Kurt Russell movies. I love Escape from New York. So, I love The Thing. I love Big Little, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. I love Kurt Russell movies. 
So it's good. So if you had to, if you if you had to tell me how much on the hate scale you were at okay, week I'm gonna me, have to divide it. The parts that I didn't see Kurt Russell in that movie was like an eight, and the parts that Kurt Russell's on the movie was like a three. So we gotta average those. So just average those out, and that's where we're at today. What what, what is the average? Because I'm driving, and I, don't know, I like, can't do math. Well, well, let's just call it a yeah. Six let's call it a six. six. Five, yeah, let's call, call it a five point five, 5 uh, jingle bells. Uh, yeah, cool, cool. Uh, so um, I tell you what, give me five minutes. I'm gonna give you a call back. I gotta jump out of the car real quick, and I don't want to sound like a psycho. I'm talking about <laughs> okay, this fucking move. <laughs> All right, so you good? You there? Yeah, I'm there. All right. Uh, this week, you made me watch Hurricane Heist. So finally, not a Netflix original. Do you know anything about this movie besides it's a hurricane? Oh, and a I knew. Robbery? I knew it was going to be a piece of shit when I saw it because there's no way. You look like a Sharknado movie. So I have no. First of all, I just want to let you know that I'm going to talk about this movie. I do not remember a single character's name. There was only one recognizable actress. I I don't know how this wasn't a sci-fi original. It, that's what it looks like, right? But I I specifically remember it being in the theaters. It was in theaters. I specifically remember wanting to go see it in theaters because I knew it was going to be a piece of shit. Because this was back when Movie Pass wasn't terrible. It was in theaters. Now, I like a lot of... Because we're only in, you know, week three. Some people might not know what kind of movies we like. I like nonsense. I'm, I, I love good nonsense. You, I, Snakes on a Plane is underrated because it's fantastic nonsense. Like, I, I, I can enjoy a good, bad movie. I love them. This so is not a good, bad movie. Oh, I kind of I had a feeling it was going to be a bad movie. <laughs> so this movie starts where there's two kids in a car, right? Yeah. And there's a, uh, it's her before her. It's like when Hurricane Andrew's coming and it's in Gulf Coast, Alabama. And these two kids are driving with their dad in a tow truck and the storm's coming and, and they're trying to get out of the storm. Wait, wait a second. This takes place. Hurricane Andrew. No, this movie, it, it opens up. It, it, it has a little twister to it. So you know how it opens up at the beginning of Twister, where they're in the house when Helen Hunt's a kid. Oh, so this is like a prequel. Well, sort of. Like it's just it opens up with Hurricane Andrew, and these they're trying to get away from the hurricane, and the car gets stuck somewhere, and they're in the middle of nowhere. So these two kids run into this house. The dad's trying to get the house, the tow truck to. Um, the dad's trying to get the tow truck to. You there? Yeah. So the, the dad can't get okay. the tow truck to like budge. So the dad gets killed by a silo because of the hurricane. Like the silo falls on him. Wait, quick question. Is Henry Cavill's Superman there? <laughs> yeah, no. Jonathan Kent <laughs> dies. So these two kids are in this house and they see their dad die. And when they see their dad die, then the hurricane comes and the hurricane rips open the roof of the house. And I shit you not. I shit you not. The kid, one of the kids, looks up at the hurricane, and in the clouds, you see the face of a skull. No way. So, in my mind, this movie is sentient hurricane. In my mind, 
what I'm thinking is there's a bunch of fucking Death Eaters going around. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's exactly, it looked like a fucking Death Eater. So now all you see is that face, face and then it fucking cuts to present day. And you're like, holy shit, did these kids die? Because it doesn't tell you. It could just be the beginning of anything, but it it's done. So you don't see these kids at all. Um, it starts out, people are talking about there's a hurricane coming. It's in the same town. Um and the city's being evacuated, and you see the sheriff trying to get everybody out of town. And uh, in, in this city is also a place where, I guess, all this money gets collected uh, to be taken out of circulation, and it gets shredded. This sounds so stupid. So this is the main, the main character is, um, you know the daughter from Taken? Yeah. But she's the main character, and she's one of the in charge of making sure that this money gets to this place, and the money gets shredded. So when they, she gets to the place of the shredder, she's talking to all the people. She's with her partner, and she pulls some shenanigans to get there because, you know, she's a hot shot. She's, she's the best. She's the best shredder? No, no, no. She, so she was, a more, she was a bigger, like, deal within her agency, but I guess something happened. They don't really tell you what the happened. The shredding agency. And somebody died, so she was demoted to this. But wait, 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 somebody died. Well, they don't tell you something. She was on another mission previous, and so she screwed up, and it caused somebody to die. So now she's been demoted to bring the the money to the shredder. Oh, okay. So she was demoted to like office like worker. Yeah, except just bring the money to the shredder. So what fucking life. So you know she's the best there is, but she gets to this place right. And the industrial shredder just happens to be broken. But they're like, don't worry, we're going to fix it. And she's like, well, you got to get this money shredded before the hurricane because you don't want something to happen and all this money to be sitting there. I think they say it's there's $900 million that's been like this over time. Like, it's built up because of shredder. Okay. Where'd you go? Uh, no, it's, I didn't know Anchor doesn't have a mute button. And I was, I was answering our special co-host. Is he... Is he coming on? Yeah, no, we're good. We're good now. Okay. No, she's not coming on. I was going to say. <laughs> she did not watch Hurricane Heist. Yeah, I was going to say, oh my god. Um, so where, where, where did you hang up on me? Uh, you were talking about the previous mission, and then she's the industrial like shredder is like broken, and they have to fix it before the hurricane comes. Did, did I, so did you hear about the people that come in to fix it? No. So these people walk in to fix it. And these are supposed to be technicians to fix an industrial shredder. This yeah. guy is dressed in like a fancy ass suit, and this woman is dressed in a cocktail dress and like a fucking fur coat. They are clearly evil. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't be more evil. Like if they showed up anywhere, I'd be like, no, 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 I need to call the proper authorities. You're gonna do something. So like that would be like if I went to a mechanic and they clearly showed up with like ski masks on, like the mechanic yeah. showed up. Like, clearly carjackers. It's like if you're in a bank and you're like, hold on, something's broken. I have to call. And they show up. Yeah, they show up with ski masks and guns. Okay, why didn't these people that were going, like, you know, clearly the bad guys, it's not that hard to find a jumpsuit. Well, they have to get in because they're going to run diagnostics on the industrial shredder. And they're going to get in. And they're going to, um, you're going to hear me eating my lunch before I go to work. Um, they are going to run diagnostics. No, they're clearly hacking into everything because then everything stops working. Oh man, is Dennis Nedry? They pretty much pulling Nedry. So 
Um, then it cut away from all this to a meteorologist on the field. And he's sending drones into the hurricane. Did they get like a an actual meteorologist? Like, you know, like sometimes these movies have like, you know, guest stars like an Al Roker. I can't think of anyone else that's famous in the weather. Same champion. No. Okay. Fair enough. And this guy sends um drones into the hurricane. Like Twister. Mm-hmm. But he's like and you just hear him under his breath. Oh, they don't have any So and he goes to get into his car, and this guy is driving. I shit you not, he is driving the Batmobile from the Nolan Batman movies. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's insane. He's driving the fucking Tumblr. So um, he gets in his car, and he goes, and I, you, at this point, you realize that he's one of the two kids from the beginning of the movie. Okay. The meteorologist? Yes. And he's, I guess this is the first time that he's been back in this town in like 10 years. I guess he left and all that, and he just happens to be there for this hurricane. So he's getting ready to go out, but he goes to see his brother, and him and his brother are estranged. And his brother's name, by the way, I don't remember the main character. The brother's name is Breeze. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh huh. Okay. The way this movie, I feel like, sets it up is that this man is hunting this alligator, or not alligator, this uh, hurricane. I thought of alligator because I'm thinking of Florida. That comes up. Um, so, uh, while this is going on, the, the two brothers are talking, and the main character drives up because one of the things that went down in the place they're at was the generator, and her the brother is the generator technician. Okay. So she's like, "You have to come with me." So she takes the brother. They go, and when they get back to the when they get back to the facility, that's when the bad guys have started taking over. As they would. Right. So at the beginning of the movie, in the truck with the main character is another driver. He's the leader of the bad guys. So he's a bad guy. Okay. Um, they get back there. The brother gets kidnapped. And this chick gets away. So this chick gets away. And then she runs into, as there's a fight going on, the guy that's driving the Batmobile, he shows up. He saves her because he sees her getting shot at. And he's like, no, 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 come with me. We're going to go to the cops. The cops know me. They go to the local sheriff. The local sheriff, who you meet for three seconds, he's like, no, 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 everything's okay. And he walks out of frame and he comes back. And now the local sheriff is in on it. <laughs> Wait, he's like Boss Hog? Yeah, the local sheriff is in on it. Because his reasoning is he worked in this town his whole life. And he's seen all this money come in just to be shredded. He felt like a waste. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, so the like the biggest like industry in this town is shredding money. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, that sounds terrible. So now they they have to get away from the cops and all that. So like then the cops leave and they go to this facility. And our two main characters are safe, and they have to figure out how to rescue all these people. And the Cowboys are about to kick a 59-yard field goal. Wow, he's made it. Um, so what, they get in contact with the cops, and they're like, and the, the weatherman's like, I got an idea. Let's go to the mall. So they're in this mall. They, they, they go to this mall, 
and this mall has a big glass ceiling. And the whole time this hurricane's going on? The hurricane the hurricane's just like hitting the town now. So to rescue the brother, they have them bring the brother to the mall. And it's all these other cops that you hadn't seen yet. You've never met these cops. And our main character, they 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 have everybody in the middle of the mall and they strap themselves to like these two ropes. I guess there's a fucking rope store in the mall. I don't fucking have any idea what they strap themselves to. They shoot out the glass ceiling. And the hurricane takes everyone and sucks them out into the ceiling. Jesus Christ. So now they're up in the air, except the brother. The brother was able to, like, go hang on to something. But he didn't know what the fucking pl- the plan was. <laughs> so now our main characters are in, like, fucking rag dolls in the air. And then they can just get back down like nothing happened. <laughs> like nothing happened at all? Nothing happened at all. So, so is this... Okay. Is the hurricane a character in this movie? No. Like, but it has a skull. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. So then, they they all get sucked up, and now the brother and the the two guys, everybody's back together. So now they go to this facility to stop what was happening instead of like just waiting for the. the Storm to come down and lay low and then get the proper authorities involved. And like, you know, who's in on it, you know what's happening. No, they have to go and stop this during the hurricane instead of waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is, this is really when you find out the full plan. So now the cop is already turned on the good guys, right? And okay. The early truck driver was already a bad guy. So now. The cops get back to the facility and the cops try and turn on the driver. <laughs> Wait, what? So now there's a turn inside of a turn. <laughs> and this is when you find out that the plan was this driver met the sheriff and they started talking about it, uh, about how what a waste all this money was. And um, like they decided to, to take it over. But the cop always had a plan. To double to double cross him and take all the money for himself. Also, their plan was six weeks prior to this, jam the shredder, and wait for a hurricane to happen. So wait for her. So they were hoping against hope that there would be a hurricane in that yep. exact spot. Mm-hmm. Their plan involved a hurricane. That's like a ridiculous plan. Like that's like. That's like basing your plan on a meteor strike. Like you can't plan, you can't plan six weeks out for a hurricane. No, that's impossible. It's, like it's impossible. You maybe have like a week. This is so convoluted. Oh, keep in mind you also have nobody's name. <laughs> so, the, anyway, this happens. It comes back. Um, they end up getting the code. They get the money. Our heroes look like there's there's nothing they can do, and th- all the money gets loaded up on these these three big trucks, and they start they start driving away. Well, our heroes find our way, and two of them you remember in the original Fast and Furious when they steal the trucks? Yes. Yeah, they pretty much take over the trucks that same way, but in a hurricane. Right. So, so they they take over the trucks one by one. The first one has the um. And these are green trucks, and these green trucks on purpose, because eventually, as all the trucks get taken over, 
and you see shots of the trucks driving, it's because when the trucks are next to each other, they didn't have to edit in any, it, it's all green screen next to them. They didn't have to edit in any, um, any background. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly why they did it. It had to be. There's no other reason for it. <laughs> so this is just a lazy movie. Mm-hmm. I, so as they're driving, right? Yeah. The good guys are in one truck and then the head bad guys in uh, last truck. And he, they're driving and they get him to slow, they get, they get them to slow down. And the hurricane, you see the hurricane coming up behind them. I don't know you see it coming up behind him. And finally, the hurricane gets his truck and it swallows him up and shoots him off into the air. This sounds like someone who's never, like, doesn't know what a hurricane is. And at that point, as the good guys are getting away, the young kid from the beginning of the movie looks in the rearview mirror and he sees the fucking skull again. Jesus Christ. That's the movie. That's the whole movie? That's the movie. This sounds like a sci-fi original movie that somehow made it to like an actual like studio and they released it. This movie was made for China, right? No. No? No. So this this movie was made um, originally, not this exact movie, but um, Lone was in talks to star in a movie just like this. You see, that'd be interesting, though. I would see... Yeah, it would be, because at least, like, you care about somebody. I would watch Sylvester Stallone try to punch a hurricane. Okay, yeah, I'm in on that. I'd be in on that. Does anybody, like, try to, like, curse at the hurricane? Like, yell, like, curses? Like, like, you took my family? No, 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 not once. There's no, there's no... The, The hurricane really doesn't matter. It's a plot device. What I want to know is how, what weather system are these, these sheriffs using that they know about, like six weeks, six weeks in advance? Like what, what Doppler radar do they have in that town? I have no idea, but it's all of this. None of it made sense. This movie gets a two on how much I enjoyed it and how much I hate you. We're at 8.8. I'm very sorry, but you did give me the Titan. (laughs) I got another one for you next week. Oh, so go ahead. Hit me with it because I have one for you. So you'll be watching. Hold on. Let me look up the. No, this is on Netflix. It's not. It's not a Netflix original. Okay. You want me to give you the the plot and then I'll give you the name? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, it's starring Nicolas Cage. Oh, I'll give you the name. It's starring Nicolas Cage. It's called the Humanity Bureau. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I've never even heard of this. Yeah, me neither. In the near future, in the near future, global warming turns parts of American Midwest into desert. In its attempt to take hold of the economic recession, a government agency called the Humanity Bureau exiles members of society deemed unproductive and banishes them to a colony known as New Eden. An ambitious and impartial caseworker, Noah Cross, investigates a case appealed by a single mother and her son. Knowing the unjust fate of the innocent boy, Cross sets off to save the lives of the mother and child. Oh, I'm 100% in. This doesn't sound horrible at all. This sounds Initial like release, great. December, December 1st, 2017. No, no way! Yes. 
you know, yeah. that plot point that you just described is literally what everybody was afraid Obamacare was going to do. <laughs> so, okay. My turn. I don't have a plot description, uh, but you have access to HBO Go, right? Yeah. Okay. So this movie was based on a video game, and it's pretty much the 90s all in one, because a video game by the name of Rampage with the greatest 90s wrestler ever, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You... Okay, I haven't watched it yet, so I have to watch it. Yeah, I know. That's why I chose it for you, because I think you might... I don't think you're going to hate it too much, because I enjoyed it. I had a great time. Uh, although, I don't know. You watch... Uh, he... What's his name? Dean Morgan? Henry Dean Morgan? Mm-hmm. He's the best part of that movie. And All right, well... And that's a movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, sorry, my, my breakdown wasn't too entertaining this week. That movie wasn't entertaining at all, uh, in the least. The two movies we chose this week were not that great. Listen, guys, to the few listeners that we have, mainly Esteban, Ashton, uh, Mary, whoever else is listening, Grizz. Uh, oh, we have to eventually come up with a movie for CJ, CJ to watch. He wants to be on. Uh, we have to choose like an actual bad movie for CJ. Grizz, you have to watch Roma. Yeah, he knows, he knows he's going to watch it. Uh, but yeah, like, these movies weren't that great. And listen, guys, it, it happens sometimes. Sometimes we choose, because we're going in this blind. We just choose movies based on the descriptions and looking at them, or movies that we have seen in the past that we think the other one's going to hate. And sometimes yeah. they suck. It yeah. is what it is. It happens. But uh, anyway, I got to get to work, so I'll put this up later today. I'll see you, man. All right. Happy holidays, everyone. Later. PG Rated, part of the Kayfabe Only Brother Podcast Network.